0: (laughs) i wonder if they hear that it says recording in progress really loud when we start i know
1: but (laughs) i didn't have to click that time
0: oh you've already consented yeah okay next still doing q a's this is round two we'll probably have a round three as well um so here's the first one Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God, Matthew 5, 9. Isn't it another condensed definition of the reconciliationist approach? Speaking about those who recognize and in their life set in motion, the fact that after and by the eschatological eventful first century man and God had returned into the mutual trust and love of each other. I did not read that well. Did, did you get that question? Following okay. Following because they noticed this restored peace and potentially spread it as well. See Matthew 5, 14. That's the whole thing. I can reread that. I did not read that well. How does
1: this, how does this question start off though? Bless it. Cites it Matthew
0: five nine, And it says, Blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called sons of God. Isn't this another condensed definition of the? Yeah, of I think
1: it is. Another condensed definition. I think it is worldwide. There is a. Yeah, I would say yes to that question. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> Speaking about those who recognize the fact that after and by the eschatological eventful first century man and God had returned into the mutual love, trust, and love of each other. Can yes. you explain this a little bit more? What's the reconciliationist approach?
1: Uh that's the approach that we take. It's uh it's a reconciled, and it's based off 2 Corinthians 5 where the Paul literally says God has reconciled the past tense the world to himself. And mm. the reconciled sense is God is not full of wrath. He's it's over. It's done. His son did it all, right? Mm. questioner is saying is well if you look at the eschatology which is the fulfillment of everything necessary in the first century by christ through the nation of israel its destruction His taking his bride has that peace that is promised in matthew 5 9 has that peace does it play a part is it present in this fulfillment view and that's why my answer is yes And so uh our brother Grady, he it might even be Grady, who wrote that, I don't know. But he believes that the the world is better now than it has ever been, and that all began very slowly and incrementally after the death, resurrection, and return of Christ. That the world as a whole has been getting better. And that is such a contrary view to the Christian view, which is we're going to hell in a handbasket. But- the material betterness of our world is supreme the material betterness is growing and getting better spiritually we're still corrupt you know but we are we as a world have greater sensitivities uh, now than we ever had in the past in the past women were willing to put their children to death by fire and and all kinds of horrible things those things are almost non-existent except in third world you know uh countries so i i i think that the answer to that is yes that peace is coming and is growing within us uh, it's not the ultimate peace but it is a peace
0: but and you think that peace is growing materially but not yeah
1: it's a material improvement of this world
0: hmm.
1: yeah uh yeah. we we heal things that we couldn't heal before yeah. we things that people just suffered with their whole life materially god has blessed see he's a blesser but what people don't know and understand is that he has spiritually redeemed too and that's the greater thing because that goes on forever the improvements here are just improvements for here
0: but the i mean the approach to god is better like the spiritual art The whole save from, save to thing is a condition now. So, I, it would, there is an argument that spiritually, the rec uh, post reconciliation is also better.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, in the reception of it, the the more our material blessings grow. Because God is good and he doesn't want this world to suffer. The more it grows, the less human beings see a need for him. They think they have it, you know. So spiritually as a, a human race, we aren't really progressing much. That's why fewer and fewer are finding it or want it. Yeah. yeah.
0: Just a note, I saw something that said Gen, Gen Z is the first post-Christian generation i believe it like that less are christian in the majority or whatever than ever before and like yeah,
1: and they're a miserable lot
0: yeah sorry
1: Gen ears
0: it's pretty interesting i i didn't i've never heard it said like that but
1: yeah. and that's what i meant by the spiritual is declining mm. i mean man worship and um that's what we have
0: yeah. Okay, next question. <clears throat> Very short. I was wondering and wanted to understand. <laughs> it's not a full question. That's why it's short. I was wondering and wanted to understand the Christian point of view on the following matter, and then it just stops there. <laughs> I'm sorry if
1: we call those uh, skins <laughs> and following
0: he uh resubmitted i just started reading too early on the last one here's the full question uh hey it's muhammad here i was wondering about the christian point of view on the following matter one is polytheism the most grievous sin of christianity since it is in islam two i apologize in advance and i hope this won't offend you but i just want to hear the christian take on the following statement do you agree that the Trinity is based is basically polytheism since there are three deities involved? If not, can you explain why not? Plenty of things in advance.
1: Yeah, uh, I would agree. Contextually speaking, if you really take the Old Testament uh, and what Jesus says, there is nothing worse in all of Christianity than multiple gods or uh, uh, idolatry. Because anything that's not the real God would be considered idolatry. Mm-hmm. So if a Christian doesn't concur with that, with the, with a Muslim, that Christian is probably off. Because God, I mean, that's everything. You know, he can deal with our fleshly sins. But when your spirit yearns for a relationship with non-God, mm-hmm. that's first of all. So yes, Muhammad, I would agree with that. Secondly, I have no skin in the game on Trinity, Polytheism, they will say all kinds of things to defend against polytheism uh, in that their stance is one God, not three. And they repeat that, and yet they preach three deities. And so it's really difficult to escape that charge. And so that's why I am firm in one God, one God. But just like I am one man, I have many uh, expressions in myself and i believe the one god has two perfect expressions male and female uh and so not persons so we get away from the deity bit but we just have traits or characteristics male and female is the one god that's how we that's how we yeshuans see it um uh it
0: should it should be clarified that I don't know if Muhammad knows that you're explicitly not trinitarian.
1: I don't think he understands. Yeah. So yeah. tell. Well, he's
0: he has done plenty of teachings that you can access. Actually, one available on the on YouTube about tr- the Trinity in particular, but um, he's not trinitarian and understands it as being as confusing as you're identifying in your question. So yes yes i wonder so
1: on that jews and 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 muslims and christians should be able to get along because we all are supposedly monotheists unfortunately christians make it really difficult by embracing that hellenistic idea of of of, uh, trinity
0: is there some way i i personally kind of liken the idea of god as fire coming into other people i know the ontology of it is that he's one but like polytheism kind of can look like that sometimes like
1: it can't but it no polytheism that's the problem is polytheism does not embrace your fire concept that's called uh monarchal monarchal sabellianism and and uh but your view is far more consistent with the biblical view, the fire view, when it comes to Christ and the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. Trinitarian view of three persons. Right, right yeah, right. yeah, yeah. But so but polytheists also take personalities and don't make them all the same fire. They will take the God of this and the God of that. And they make them separate person. That's what makes them polytheistic.
0: So. God being in a person. And that person. The the difference is that that one. The different expressions of God in these different places as fire are all consistent Polytheism, it's that they are not consistent with one another. Yeah. That's the sort of the issue.
1: Yes. They have their own personality. There's a lot of this, and that's what they do. They are, you know, and that is separate from the one God.
0: Hmm. Okay. How much have you studied polytheism? Or
1: like, because I came from Mormonism, which. Is declared by Christians to be polytheistic, but it's really henotheistic, yeah. which Mormons believe they have a god of many, but they don't give any recognition to the many, they just have the one god that's called henotheism. Oh. But henotheism still admits other gods of equal power, and the Christian view, and the Muslim view, and the Jewish view. Is truly there's one God, mm. there's no sharing of power, it's one God, yeah.
0: Hmm. Okay, well, that's a good question, Muhammad. Keep sending really good. These. Okay, let's move on to the next. Um, just checking the time, we're about 10 minutes in now, okay. I sent some conflicts between Matthew 7 22 to 23 which says on that day many will say to me Lord Lord do we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name and then I will declare to them I never knew you depart from me you workers of lawlessness and also the conflict between Matt Mark 9 38 through 40 which says John said to him teacher we saw someone casting out demons in your name and we tried to stop him because he was not following us but Jesus said do not stop him for no one will for no one who does a mighty work in my name will be able to soon afterwards speak evil of me
1: oh boy baby You're <laughs> thinking here yeah wait it, there's
0: a little bit more can I finish oh one?
1: I'm sorry I'm sorry
0: no it's okay um as if the former undermined the latter maybe in the former the accent on the unsubstantiated word when the speaker doesn't want to talk is uh, or does it with braggadocio um but i'm asking for a second opinion sorry go ahead
1: yeah it it, i mean any of these passages that without question are paradoxical that jesus was a paradox he as James White calls me, a walking contradiction. He said some things in some places, and he said things in it. And, and, but that makes sense when you consider the maturity level and the intelligence of the audience. Mm-hmm. You're talking to a bunch of fifth graders and you're being quoted, and then you're talking to a bunch of uh, PhD students and you're being quoted, you're not going to use the same language, and you're going to use different examples depending on the audience. Mm-hmm. Both places are correct. That's what makes Jesus paradoxical. He's not contradictory. He's correct. So mm-hmm. he's right. Anybody in that day who's like, Lord, Lord, we did many wonderful works and cast out demons in your name, and he'll say, I didn't know you. He's talking about people who do religious works who don't have the heart. They are just they're just doing things trying to earn their salvation, and they aren't really true to him. On the other and john saw a guy who literally had a heart for jesus who loved him and was doing things in his name and there jesus says don't worry about the organizational part of it if he's not against us he's for it leave him alone so you take context to decide how to interpret if you don't you will come up with a lot of conflict in your mind about jesus and his teachings
0: To some degree, I feel like the Bible shouldn't exist. Do you think yeah. that? Do you think that ever?
1: Um, It's like everything, Delaney, but what you just said is profound. It's profound because um, it's true in one sense. It's so true, and you would be taken out in the 1500s and hung on a post and burned for saying that. You really would, okay? But you're right, because God has never intended for us to be able to be lawyers, to discern properly that word perfectly. And so in some ways, it shouldn't exist if people would have let his spirit reign over them, but they don't. So he gives us a little gift. And he says, let me show you some." Principles here that you got to consider about what I really like and appreciate, and so we have the book, we have the map. Some people take it and they start worshiping it, just like anything God gives. Men turn it bad. So on the one hand, you're right. We don't even need the damn thing. In fact, most of the world hasn't had the thing, and there have been people who enter into the kingdom saved from and saved to. Oh. A gift to help us sort of see what he's done over the history and give us real principles that we follow by the spirit, not the law. What you're saying to your audience is this has caused more problems than anything else. Sometimes I think we should just throw the thing away.
0: Well, well that, but also like, it just doesn't seem like some of this should have even been recorded.
1: Well, I mean, that's in your mind. Because your mind says I can make it easier to, but uh, I guess in God's mind, free will, expression, everything has to be there so people can, I don't know. I I don't know his mind, but his mind is better than ours. And he says, okay, it's it's just, go ahead. Uh,
0: No, I guess I just, I don't, I don't, I'm realizing right now I'm unclear on if there was like a command We've talked about this, I know, but there was a command to write this stuff down. I know there was to send to the small group of people they were intended for. There wasn't a command to collect them. That wasn't God's instruction, right?
1: I don't see any kind, I mean, how how would there be a command to collect them unless you give that command a heavenly authority? And once you do that, post 70 AD, then you're talking about organized religion being in power. And, and we don't believe that. So we know I've never heard anybody really say God, except unless they're extreme commanded the good men of 1220 to start to gather. I've never read that anywhere. You know, we just do it thinking that the records were written. So we should collect them you're You're really dead on this when you say that, but at the same time, the book does give a lot of insight to help us clarify what he is talking about. How would we know if we didn't have any sort of written word how to understand certain principles?
0: yeah, I guess i'm I'm in conflict with that idea, though, and also it being the living word because. I, it feels like it's a just a book that's like really important and influential. And, like, what had God's hand in it in the original writings? But like the collection of it is just a book. And it isn't for us. And so it being live, it could be as living as another book that he's had a hand in writing
1: see, I could not disagree with that.
0: You it, can't disagree with that.
1: look, I cannot disagree with that. Be, but it's like a you can't disagree with it, but it, are there reasons that we don't understand for it being there that aren't incorporated into that view? Yeah, there just are. So it's very it's another paradox. Because we aren't supposed to go by written words. We're supposed to go by the Spirit. So why do we have the written words? Well, men decided to do that. Did God allow it? He did. Does it help? Well, maybe. Does it hurt? Yes. So we have. it's difficult to just say, though, no or yes. So I agree. The Holy Spirit, when it's moving upon someone who has learned and known God and gives their will to him, you could read Les Miserables and be inspired by the principles therein as much. Okay. But the problem is how do you get to the place where you're willing to give God that trust and have the spirit operate in you yeah. It come by learning something about him. And that's where the, this Bible comes in.
0: But isn't, I feel like learn, you are learning about him in reading Les Miserables
1: you can learn about him and principles of him yeah. but how can you be sure for instance victor hugo one of my favorite authors i've read most of his major works uh victor hugo he uh he had so many prostitutes that he visited uh, it had something to do with his funeral they they couldn't have they, there wasn't enough room for him or something like that so you take victor hugo and you take the principles of of that are led by the spirit that move you that are there of forgiveness and long suffering with Jean Valjean. Okay. You embrace that, but then he also slides some stuff in there that is not godly.
0: But so did the disciples. I mean, the disciples were not perfect.
1: No, they, they weren't perfect, but what they, the spirit they wrote by was the word of God, giving them instruction on how to speak. That's what we trust about the Bible. Victor Hugo is writing by the inspiration of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, which is impressive to us. It's emotional. It's so emotional. So it's it's the question is does the work give you the right insights? Mm. And if read contextually, I maintain that book does. And if read by the spirit, that book does. If you read Les Miserables, it will not give you the correct insight uh, when read by the Spirit because it's not containing the spiritual words.
0: Right. But it could, I guess I'm trying to get at the question that was just asked where there are contradictions that arise from the abstraction of Jesus into writing where all the context is not given and and then there's faulty people writing it even though it's by the spirit so it's like i mean you write your books by the spirit i would say
1: but a lot of it's not you know a lot of it's not Um, i think your point let's just try to keep on it linearly your point is it seems like we don't even need the bible
0: or I, it was incorrect to put it together. Not that we don't need it. Like, I'm I'm a witness right now to it being effective in my life. Like, it's doing something to me. Okay. But like, other things do things to me, too. It's just that there's some... Sense now, wait.
1: Of- so, let's stop on that. So, where do the things lead you to be like in your life as you read them?
0: Um... I mean it's really just that it's opening me to consider God in ways that I didn't before.
1: Right. Okay. And and if and when that takes effect, what you will effectively do if you read it right by the spirit is you'll love others and him more than yourself. Okay? Now, if you can take another book and it accomplishes without fail in context, and I I can stand on that because I've done the testing that most people haven't, that you can, without fail, lead you to self-deprecation, sacrificial, selfless, insufferable, long-suffering love, then that would be a product of God when it's read by the Spirit. But I have yet to see in all the greatest books of literature any book that doesn't have at least one percent off, right? One percent is enough to be false. This is why I don't embrace the Book of Mormon. It is full of principles and a false history of where it came from, but it has a couple elements in it that are absolutely false. And so you buy the ninety-nine that's true, and the one. So what you're saying is Peter and Paul were false because they were men. What we say is that the spirit, because of their place, caused them to record the things they recorded. But I think also what you're saying is that you can't really trust it. And you can't, there's nothing in the scripture that says, trust every single word that was written by Paul and Peter. It's all it says in the scripture is that which is inspired is of God. Not all that's written is of God, but that which is inspired. So when the spirit moves you, in your spirit, to be inspired to selflessness, you'll know that that's an inspired ver- piece of information. But going back to your point, I think you're right at the same time. It's bit, maybe we shouldn't have even put that thing together.
0: No, I'm uh, The only trouble I have with what you said is like, I, I like intellectually believe, or in my heart believe it, but intellectually like, look at the majority of people that read the Bible as not being selflessly loving. So like so
1: in that, we see that the reading the Bible does not do it. That is not our savior.
0: So, but, but the, the litmus test for you is that the Bible leads to love, but it doesn't for most people. It does for And then the excuse is it's by the spirit that you have to read it and the spirit does it.
1: Well, that's what the Bible says. It says you can't understand these things naturally.
0: But I would argue that another book written by the spirit and read by the spirit would do the same thing at the same percentage that the Bible does to the people that read it. Do you know what I mean?
1: I do, but I would have an argument with you on that because I would like to see another book that has as many divergent authors that uh, contextually bring forth a message that, when read contextually and by the spirit, leads to selfless love. I don't know of a book like the Bhagavad Gita. the The, the Quran certainly doesn't. That's a law book. The Book of Mormon is a lot of law. You know, a lot of law. Is still, Old Testament. So, I have yet to see something as miraculous as a compilation of a bunch of people who were called by Christ, who wrote his apostles and their words, not perfectly, but can convey to somebody who has the same spirit in them, the message God wants them to know. And I don't think you and I could understand. I would never be able to understand agape love if it wasn't for the new Testament. Never. I wouldn't understand what it looks like. Now I have that. So to the opposition to your argument, I would say not having the Bible would be such a shame because it is a witness. It's not the witness, but it is a, a witness that works to help people who seek. That's the other part of it, you know?
0: And the witness is the spirit.
1: The witness is the spirit, and that spirit is God. That's Jesus. It's both. And that is the spirit. And that's why I stand on, forget about this denominational doctrinal stuff. You show a Muslim who has the spirit of God in them and they love like Jesus did, phenopylae to your denominationalism. And that is so reprehensible to Christians.
0: No, it makes, it's the only thing that makes sense to me because
1: like,
0: there are people that can't, like, there are people that know what agape love is and are not s- scholars of the Bible. So like- Not even Christian. Yeah, not Christian. They don't so, even
1: know. I mean, if we could go back a hundred years, they don't even know the name Jesus. Mm-hmm. And they are just, why? Because God left it in the hands of his spirit. If, G- if it was left in the hands of Jesus, then Jesus would have to still be here. But the spirit was left and Jesus said, I'm going to send you my spirit now. And that spirit that is his father's and his enters in and it does greater works than Jesus ever did because it is all over and it takes it to the heart of people. So that has to be taken into effect too, into account too.
0: It's so unfair the way people have cast you and what you're doing because the Christians want you to defer to the Bible and all you do is teach the Bible verse. No, that's I do. Verse. that's no. all you do. And that's not enough for them. But no. then the you are open enough to say it's not the hill to die on, the spirit. No. Is it, and that's not enough for...
1: No. The- you get attacked from every side because every no. side wants to stand on this certainty they love black and white which are opposite each other i like color that there's variances because i think that's what god is people are black and white i like color because i think that's where you're going to find truth right and they don't understand it so you're going to be greatly misunderstood
0: i mean it's it's not we don't you yourself have a really strong handle on understanding it but you'll never fully understand any, never. anything no, no. one will. so like it's all by faith yeah so how all of it is by
1: faith and without faith you can't please him why cannot why would i ever say i know something if knowing something doesn't make him happy
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's so true he
1: doesn't care about our knowledge that's the tree of knowledge he wants us to look to him and say, I believe you, you know, I believe, I, I don't know how, but I believe you. Mm-hmm. That is what is needed is the belief. And it's hard, it's hard to believe.
0: It's just a belief. It's a belief for me that, um, well, it's not the Bible gives, I was going to say, it's a belief to rely on the Bible. Yeah. But like there are there are a lot of evidences that prove it's like, um, useful at the very least. Like yeah. even just personally, as another book would be. But yeah. then there's like way more evidences. Like you're saying, all the people and the histories and archaeology. But I don't.
1: I don't right. honestly hand to God. I don't care about those evidences, uh, because yeah. no, they can be. They're debated endlessly, right? And it's also, I think, a weak form of faith. And I know that sounds like, well, you're a a lunatic, you're a zealot. What I mean by that is, I will pursue every evidence in the scripture to see, you know, make sure that we have so it's not just pulled out of somebody's head. But the problem is, Delaney, is um, if you rely on a book to be full of evidences, you spend your life trying to prove and disprove evidences. I want proofs and and, and, and not, not, I don't want evidences. I want proofs. So where can I find proofs? You know, people, I mean, there's been philosophers who said there's no such thing as a proof. So I have to find my proof in something that actually functions. I can't find it in a philosophy or something. I have to find it in something that functions. And when I see that proof functioning, I know that person has tapped into the truth versus tapped into the argument of black and white and all that does that make sense it's the function of the spirit to make us loving so whether a person's ever read that book or is an expert in that book if they're loving they have what is requisite
0: wow that is heavy i need to think about that yeah it's
1: we miss that in religion
0: yeah
1: are you the doctrine
0: that that has taken me a really long time. When you're steeped in religion, that's a really hard thing to understand. Brutal. Like I'm like just now hearing it, yeah. hearing it from you in all this conversation. I like get it a little bit more, but anyway, I'm just also- no, I, don't, I don't read the Bible that.
1: to be able to cite where Jerusalem is and how many miles it is from Judea. I don't care about any of that. I read it to see where I'm wrong, and I read it to see what I need to understand better, and not to prove my religion. I don't pull it out to prove my religion. I use it in order to see where I'm at, and if I'm, and if I find something that's contrary to me, then I test it out and try to figure out what. So uh, Grady, our partner in Yeshua, he he has a great insight into this as well, and so does uh, so does Adnan. Uh, not we use the bible but it is not to prove we're wrong and say the bible says we're there to see if we're on the right track with how we live
0: Mm, that is really interesting isn't it yeah i haven't thought of that I, i like articulated that in my head but it aligns with yeah it aligns it's nice and
1: what you and i are doing here is really important to that because You don't understand, and it's such a beautiful thing, you don't understand, uh, you know, geographically, neither do I, where everything is. And you don't understand the culture, and and I don't really, uh, but the principles you're getting by the spirit and you're deciding, is that principle superior to everything else my friends and family and history and genetics say? And you're deciding if that principle makes more sense in your mind, because you got to worship him with your mind than everything else. That's what you're doing.
0: Well, I appreciate you indulging it. baby. Yeah, I mean, every,
1: like I said, I, uh, my hat, I said it to you personally, my hat's off to you because you're uh, a young lady who is choosing to sit here on a Saturday morning <laughs> You could be at coffee on the beach right now with your friends talking about last night's party. You could be doing any of that. And I know we have times where we do that stuff, but you're a young woman who is sitting there with her old man who is like, that's all I've done. And and but I think it bodes well to our witness to the world that I that I have, well, I have three, four, I have six treasures, eight <laughs> treasures, nine. <laughs> I have nine treasures in my life. They're my family. They, you are an equal-sized diamond in the crown I wear as a man. And I have nine of those diamonds in my crown that I stand before God with. And he is the crown. He is the crown. But in that crown are diamonds. And I think it should tell our audience something that as deeply interested I am in God and the word, the Bible, I have allowed one of those diamonds, two of them, three of them, all of them, to figure this out and not impose it upon you as something you must do and have and be in order to be a a good person or loved by me. Religion tells parents to cut their children off. And if they don't conform, make them pay. That's not the God I worship. And that's proven in our relationship. I'm not boasting about it. It's you are the product of what I believe is important, letting you figure it out and choose and decide and grow on your own. And I've done that with all of you. I know mom and I have slanted you in some ways because those are my fears as a human. But in God, I want you to have freedom. And I want to have the freedom where you say, you know, dad, I don't believe any of this. And I'm an atheist. And I would say, I love you the same now as if you were an atheist. Why? Because I know my God loves you more Mm -hmm. and He accepts you more than even I do. And so you have to understand our God is a God who accepts and loves and reaches for his children and doesn't look for ways to punish and hurt them. He looks for ways to help and guide them. And I trust that God and I will be like that God to the nine most important diamonds in my crown important stuff what we're recording here is more important than the doctrinal stuff we talk about it's 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 something that is yours and mine that we're sharing with the world we're letting them come in and it it's like we are doing the uh Osbournes, uh okay. but we don't have all this insanity we have just the word that we're talking about okay. letting them see it's not perfect you know that's what this stuff's about. It's not the performance of these, these social media people to get views and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of you. She's going on a trip to Ohio. May she find a love swarthy lover. Oh my gosh, no.
0: <laughs> not the intent of this. Um, With a
1: turban. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you for... If it should be said to the public that's watching that, uh, I have never felt like I could say anything that would like take away your love. And I feel like I've said it all. And it's, it's so, so influential and like functional, like it functions. Um, and has made for a really hard, but like worthwhile family dynamic. And I'm so thankful. Yeah, it's hard. It's much harder. Yeah, because, but it functions. Yeah, it does.
1: That's such a good point you're bringing. I know we're going over time, but you know, <laughs> and family who ruled their 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 family with laws and shame and guilt and you see the end product at the end and to do it the other way is so difficult. Like you said, because there's a lot of fighting and there's a lot of anger and there's a lot of resistance because that's where growth is. And you're having to choose to love each other. So like you said, it is harder, but that's how the gospel should be too in the lives of people. It shouldn't be something that takes over your life and you just live this idyllic life here on earth. God, it's, you will wage war with your soul and you'll get into the dirt and you'll fight it to find out what's right so i love that thanks baby
0: we're way over that was like three episodes worth but it's okay no it wasn't two it's good anyway are we um, done thank you we will stop recording
1: do we have enough do we need to do another hold on let me stop